Hi there. Hope this finds you well and coping the best you can with what's going on right now. I've been getting a lot of emails, people wondering what to do with the abject terror that they're feeling, the fear that's coming up, and if I had any advice for them. If you look at my website, all the work, all the shadow work, everything I've been talking about is about dealing with this fear, this fear that's always here. What's happened now with all these horrible events that are going on and seeing the helplessness of people and the death and mayhem and the pain, people dying alone, elderly, it really reveals our helplessness. And that helplessness really reveals our profound anxiety. What we have to be aware of is that this fear is here all the time. We just numb it with our constant activity, thinking, consumption. There's nothing new here. If you can take any of the podcasts that I've done, any of the stuff that I've written, if you dig a little bit into it, the bottom line has always been this realm is temporal. We are really short guests for a short amount of time that we're here. And the whole point of spiritual practice is to, on some level, face this and then, through that, come to the other side and live more fully. This is not about numbing this fear. It's certainly not about repressing it. But rather, it's about sitting with it without getting lost in it. So, all the practices that you have, grounding, martial arts, yoga, breath work, exercising, this is a really important time to do that. So those of you who are stuck at home, whatever you're doing, take 10-15 minutes away by yourself, from your pet, sit down and connect with yourself. This is an amazing opportunity. As all else, this too shall pass. But when the fear is so profound, you can actually face it without having to go look for it. For many people, anyway, from what I'm hearing, what I'm reading, the contacts that I'm getting, people are pretty freaked out. It isn't sexy to think about these things, but obviously death is the part and parcel. I'm just going to read you a couple of stats so you understand. I'm not comparing the horrors of a pandemic, but illness is here all the time. You know, 18 million people die from cardiovascular disease every year. 2.7 million people die from mosquito-borne illnesses. I think it's 450,000 just from malaria. Um, 4 million people die from respiratory illnesses. 2.5 million people die from dementia. Uh, 1 million people die from TB and HIV. 1.3 million die in road accidents. So any of us who are around cars or motorcycles, that's a part and parcel. Again, I'm not comparing this I'm just saying to you, you need to understand, this is your predicament all the time. When events like this happen, they just bring forth to our conscious mind how temporal this realm is. Take this as an invitation to clean house in your consciousness 
especially in your unconscious part, of seeing what stays and what goes. Right? So again, it's not about repressing it or being resistant to it. Sit in the fear, as I'm sure you are anyway. But definitely don't get lost in it. Right? So really use this as a profound opportunity to really have an experience of life that is joyful to you, that's not automatic, that you're not sleepwalking. We all do that, the, sleeping walk, the sleepwalking part. So now is a good time to really fall back on your spiritual training, to fall into your spiritual training. One of the things that can be really helpful is actually spend a couple of minutes every day and journal your fears. Just go wild. Just write down all the things that might happen, your fear of the virus, your fear of dying from not being able to breathe. Like really, really go into the places. Let your mind go there. And then sit back. And then drop into your body. And slow yourself down. And just learn to tolerate it. Again, just really be aware that this is happening on an unconscious level. Most of our life, most of our behavior is an unconscious attempt to barricade ourselves from this truth. But the thing that makes this realm so beautiful, despite its horrors, is the fact that it does pass, that is not everlasting. So take this time as an invitation to not your phone your life in, to really pay attention, because this will pass, and after this lockdown, there'll be amazing opportunities right, to re-engage our lives. But it'd be a lovely thing not to do it automatically, not to go to what was. I've been getting a lot of um, sort of emails around all this new agey stuff, here's an opportunity, here's the virus's truth, blah, 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 blah. It's not my first rodeo. I've been through this. 1987, the great harmonic convergence, 11-11. We're all going to get enlightened. It's going to be amazing. We get into a darker place. We get more checked out. We get more unconscious. Then the next one. Then this moon. Then this super moon. These things don't happen automatically. We have to engage. There's always an opportunity to do our best, to, at least in our own lives, to live it as truthfully as we can. But don't smoke that crack. It's not going to happen that way. And you can be like, oh, it's a wonderful gift. Yeah, people that are dying, I don't think they really take it as a wonderful gift. Even someone like myself who understands the soul's journey as best as I can as someone who spent decades investigating it, I can hold the fact that I actually do believe that, that the soul has her own journey, but the personality is going to really freak out, can be really, really scared. The magic isn't into just going to the soul idea and negating the personality. The magic is to hold both. Sit with the terror, sit with the anxiety, and also connect with the higher consciousness. What I was thinking about today, before recording this, I was thinking back, as someone who's been a martial artist since he was a young kid, of having all this training, right? So you do years and years of training before you get into a ring. And then even with all that training, even with years of training, the second you get in the ring and someone lands a hard punch somewhere in your face and in your gut, 
all the training immediately goes out the window. So you start swinging like a wild animal, totally like you've never been trained before. After a couple of seconds, hopefully, if not 30 seconds, after a minute of getting your ass whooped, something in your mind clicks in. Remember the training. So you just pull back a little bit. You slow your breathing down a little bit. You keep your hands up. You start pacing yourself. You start remembering your footwork. You start remembering your arms, where they should be, your fists, where they should be. Your chin should be down. That violent image is literally what's going on with us right now. Those of you who have practice, who've meditated, who have some kind of yogic practice, martial practice, the initial thing of being bombarded by all this terror and all this fear is to start swinging like a wild animal. <laughs> Let it happen. That's a part of the journey. You don't need to repress it. You don't need to act tough. Usually when you're losing your shit, you're not going to act like that anyway. But I'm just saying, keep an awareness of, okay, I'm freaking out. All oh, right, I actually left my training back half an hour ago. And I'm going to get back into my training. So keep informed. But keep informed only so much that it doesn't throw you off your center. Being off our center does not help anyone. So I appreciate all these things that are people sending out. At this time, at this moment, let's all sit and do group meditation for the planet. Wonderful. Nothing wrong with that. But doing that for 20 minutes, once in your lifetime, how about doing that all day long? How about sitting with your stuff, sitting with your unconscious material, processing it, processing it as best as you can at a time like this, which again, even with all those horrors, is a profound opportunity to understand that the guillotine of death is hanging above all of our necks. All the time. Whether you're 20, whether you're 40, whether you're 60, of course we all have that unconscious idea we're going to be here till we 100 years old. Sometimes works like that, sometimes doesn't work like that. So really investigate how vested we are in having this ideas, these behaviors, these ways of never stopping because we're abject terror that we all live in, because we do unconsciously, semi-aware, understand that the guillotine always here. Again, this is not about being morbid. We investigate this so we can live fully, so we're not phoning it in. So a side note of this too, I was thinking today, when you're dealing with this fear, now you can actually have some compassion for people living with serious illnesses, for people in treatment for serious illnesses, things like cancer and serious autoimmune disorders. Because this is what our brothers and sisters who are dealing with these things are dealing with every day till they get the clean bill of health. So just as a side note, you see this terror in yourself? Have some compassion. Now, what do we do? It's no different than what I've been telling you for the last 30 years. Drop your breathing. Ground yourself. If you're super freaked out, it'd be really good to actually take your socks and your shoes off in your apartment, wherever you are. Feel. There's nothing more profound than slowing the nervous system down by feeling. 
right? So if I tell you, try to relax, it doesn't really work too well. How can you try to relax something that's running wild? If I tell you, feel your body, automatically, little by little, the body will drop down into a sense of relaxation. There is an amazing group gestalt of anxiety. For a guy like me who lives in the middle of nowhere in the woods, I feel New York City 130 miles away, like I've never felt it. And this is a guy who's been in the city since 76. So the terror, the fear is real. So besides whatever you get called to do, which I hope you act on, whether it's feeding somebody who needs your help, and God knows after this is going to be a shit show and we all need to roll all of our sleeves up to help our brothers and sisters because of the poverty that's going to roll out of this and all the things and those of us with means that can do that, we have to do that. That's just our social and heart obligation. Till that time comes, offer your heart peace 10 minutes a day. Offer a slow mind 10 minutes a day. That stuff is real. Whether you eat tofu or not, that stuff is real. So a little bit, do your part now. You don't have to wait on the other side. End of preaching. Let's just practice sitting together for a couple of minutes. Drop your breathing. Pay attention to your posture. Tuck your chin in a little bit. Lengthen the back of your neck. Just relax your face as much as you can and your jaw. If you're sitting too far forward, adjust your posture and sit back a little bit. Let shoulders get heavy. Let your arms get nice and heavy. Really relax your hands and let them get nice and heavy. Really allow your upper half of the body, whether you're laying down or sitting up, to elongate and drop down at the same time. Really drop your breathing down and just slow it down a little bit more. Now we're going to move down to our hips. Let your hips get nice and heavy. Relax your butt, your glutes. Release all tension from your thighs. Go down to your knees, 
your calves, your shin bones. Feel your ankles. And now really feel your feet. Really take your mind, your consciousness, your thinking busy mind, and with your awareness, stick it in your feet. Breathing stays nice and calm. If you're still having difficulty slowing your mind down, start elongating your exhalations longer than the inhalations. So you can count the inhalation if it's to the count of five. Exhale twice as long. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So the times when you're really having a difficult time, elongating that exhalation actually does a wonderful job of getting the nervous system into a relaxed state. Again, check your posture. And drop everything down. This is how you stabilize your consciousness. Can you be like this all day long? Doubtful. Can you catch yourself when things come up? Absolutely. Can you actually make a practice of doing this when things are really going haywire in your consciousness? Have to do this. Remember what I always tell you. We all have a piece of the puzzle. We have to quiet ourselves in order to find out what that is and then to put it out there. And it doesn't have to be something major, like you're going to cure cancer. It literally might be that you have a different relationship with yourself, with your pet, with your neighbor, with a parent. It can be simple things. So work with the things you can work with, that you can have some effect on. Freaking out doesn't help anything. You got this. Use what you know, face what you need to face, and calm yourself the best you can while you're dealing with adversity. That's the gift of spiritual practice. It's not something that happens outside and then we come and live our lives. So take this as an invitation, this whole ordeal, 
of truly marrying your spiritual practice with your daily life. I send you lots of love. Be gentle with yourself. Be firm with the fear. You got this.